Welcome back to another episode of the Call Connect podcast. My name is Taylor Hodge, and I'm the host here. And my name is Ed Berengel, and I'm the co-host. We're excited for this episode today because we have a very special guest with us here. Ed, how are you feeling about this person? Oh, I am feeling good. This is a very, very special person. You know... I'm just wondering, before we introduce this person, do you have any dirt on them? Um, Let me think about this. No. Okay, yeah, I don't either. So that's good. We have our very own Sierra Hernandez here. Sierra, how you doing? I'm doing good. Good to be here. Are you happy to be here? I'm super happy to be here. Scale of 1 to 10, how nervous are you? Oh, gosh. Nervous? 10, for sure. <laughs> what, do you, what do you do when you get nervous? Uh, fidget. You fidget mm-hmm. like your foot right like now. Like my foot right now, yeah. <laughs> she is spinning in her chair right now, guys. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Don't be nervous. This is fun. We're just going to have a conversation here. But first, before we get into a little bit with Sierra and her ministry here, um, if you guys listened last week to our episode, we were talking about the three um, the three main uh, goals behind the podcast here and really the heart behind it. And the first one If you remember, we talked about how we just want to share the gospel. That's really the most important thing Mm -hmm. we want to do. And I talked a little bit about that. But, Ed, I want to give you the chance today to talk about our second one. Um, Yeah. Let us have it, man. Yeah, our second one, and I love this one because I feel like I'm this type of person too, um, is we just want this to be an encouragement to people. Yep. And in some form or fashion, either hearing someone's story or just um, being able to you know, get to know someone that you didn't know from the church and hearing them on the podcast. And that's why, again, we got Sierra here uh, today and we just want you guys to get a chance to get to know her and then be encouraged however way God uses that. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Ed, I know that you're, you're an encourager. I try to be. Yeah. And, and we love that about you here just (laughs) as a staff. And I just wanted to hear from you what, cause you encourage people a lot. So I want to hear a little bit about what encourages you. What encourages me? Yeah, you know, I think for me it's words of um, either affirmation mm-hmm. or just being um, acknowledged. Um, and there, there's a fine line because obviously you get too much of that, you get kind of, you know, big head, <laughs> you know, right. ego, pride. Um, so don't want to go that far. But definitely um, when people just kind of stop and notice, um, and appreciate that really lifts me up. Awesome. So, yeah. Sierra, what encourages you? Um, I would agree with Ed. I feel like just, um, the acknowledgement and, um, I think even more encouraging for me, um, this is kind of like ministry related, just the fact of seeing kids just excited about Jesus and, mm-hmm. you know, just real life. Yeah. That encourages me. Cool. And we'll get into that a little bit more, too, right. about your heart behind kids ministry. So um, awesome. Yeah. Ed alluded to it a little bit already and just how we we want this to be an encouraging thing for people, whether that's like he said, whether that's testimonies from people or mm-hmm. um, just some stories about them or some things that they went to and how God brought them out of like a difficult time, you know, stuff like that. Right. And that's a big part of this. A big part of that whole encouragement piece is um specifically with who we have on this show is we want we want people to be able to relate to them as listeners and say hey yeah I've I've been through something like that mm-hmm. and that's encouraging to hear how they got out of it because maybe 
the person listening is still in that situation and they're hearing from somebody who was in it but mm-hmm. got out of it. Yeah. And um, by the grace of God and by his goodness to us. And so that's really, I think, the biggest part of that, you know, is we want to say, here's the reality. This world is really hard, mm-hmm. especially living in California. It's just expensive, you know. <laughs> Everything costs a lot. So there's that part of it. But um, I don't know, maybe it's because we're a part of a church that you can get like some some hard times going through like morality issues or, I mean, I just think about all the stuff that's going on in, in our schools right now and mm. the stuff that's trying to get passed and some stuff that already is passed and approved and stuff like that. And, you know, that stuff discourages me. Um, if I'm being honest, it makes me a little bit angry too, but you hear about that kind of stuff. And, um, again, how it's just in general, it's expensive to live here. So we have to worry about finances. And if you have a family, that's another layer on top of that and how you can live here and then also support your family. Um, and just a bunch, there's just a lot of discouraging stuff that is happening. And in the, if we want to call it the religious world, you know, in the church world, if you go to church or like us, if we're on staff here at church, there's, there's a lot of spiritual warfare too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very real thing that goes on and it's, um, it's really, a, I mean, it's really a battle every single day yeah, for we're, me. So we we're just talking about that as a staff. We were. Yeah. yeah. And how that's just something that we're struggling with right now. And we're trying mm-hmm. to, as cliche as it sounds, uh, put on the armor of God and, um, just tackle each day as it comes and, and be ready to, to literally go into battle because, like we said, spiritual warfare is a very real thing, and it is a battle. Mm. And so anyway, all of that stuff that we have, and there's many, many more things to that, but um, it's a dark world, it's a discouraging world, and we want to be just a little bit of light, a little bit of encouragement to those who are listening. For sure. So as we continue here, obviously we introduce Sierra um, at the beginning of this episode, and we're hoping that today you guys as listeners can be encouraged by what it is Sierra does in, in her current season of life and some stuff that maybe she's working through or um, anything like that. But I want to open up the mic to you okay. and I want you to first um, share just a little bit about what it is that you do here at the call on staff and we'll start with that. Okay, so um, I run the children's ministry here at the Call Church, um, and what that kind of entails is, um, you know, prepping for our Sunday mornings, um, supplying the rooms um, with teachers and mm-hmm. curriculum, and um, yeah, just kind of overseeing the, the kids and, and families here at, at the Call. Awesome. Obviously, you enjoy it because you're still here. Yes, very much so. <laughs> what is, what would you say the main thing in your whole position? What is the main thing that just keeps you going, that keeps you fired up in this? Because well, let's just be honest. Kids are tough, kids, right? Kids are very tough, yes. Yeah. Um, I, like I said earlier, um, I kind of had mentioned that just hearing kids and um, – I I think we even chatted about this at staff as well. Just, just their innocence and, um, got just their, their desire to learn about God, Mm -hmm. you know, like they, they just, they have that hunger for, um, 
just wanting to know Jesus. They don't have the, really the questioning, the, the, um, I don't know, negativity, I guess, yet. And just having that just authenticity of wanting to know who Jesus is, that just is so encouraging and so Mm -hmm. rewarding for me. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's awesome. I just was reminded about um, what we talked about at our staff meeting, just having this, we're reading through the book of Mark together, and uh, we read read on Tuesday about how it's so important to have a childlike faith. Mm. Um, I made the joke that my wife, says that sometimes I'm too childlike. <laughs> and then our our sweet, honest pastor, Brian Lopez, corrected me and said that there's a difference between being childlike and being childish. Sierra, man, do you think yeah. you can handle Taylor in, in the children's ministry there? Yeah. He was there? Yeah, what do you think? What do you oh, think? boy. Um, I mean, he's childlike. I'm pretty childlike. Oh, I meant childish. childish. Yeah, I'm also that. Yes. Could you handle yes. that? I think I could. <laughs> okay, I've had worse. Good. I've had worse. Do you have goldfish? <laughs> Oh, we got goldfish. Lots then of goldfish. I'm good. I'll You're be fine. Good. Just whenever I get fussy, just give me a cup of goldfish. It's all about the goldfish. As long as they're in Dixie cups. Yeah. It's cool to to hear about how that's something that you f- that fires you up because that's something that like I almost still wish I had that for myself. Mm. You know, I think unfortunately the world can kind of taint your view of faith and what it means to really have a childlike faith and um, to be able to teach children about Jesus and just see the way that they receive everything and how you know when they read scripture with you it's it's the truth it's the first truth that they're hearing most of the time and it's like yeah. oh my gosh this is real i can own this and i can live by this and obviously they're kids so there's only so much retaining and living by faith that they can do at their right. age but i think that's a very important part of church ministry that is often overlooked is is kids ministry mm-hmm. children's ministry and um the reason I say often overlooked is because parents come in and like I'm I'm not picking on anybody because I do this too. Um, parents come in with their kids and you know it's a hard thing to get kids ready in the morning for church and they're most of the time just rolling in and the nick no of time way. after worship, <laughs> um, and and they just drop their kids off with you and and forget about it. And that's why I say it's overlooked because it's just oh it's almost like a babysitter type of thing right which is not the case little do we know you guys are equipping the next generation with with what faith really is Mm -hmm. you know well that's our that's our hope for sure yeah right yeah Yeah. and i know that's your heart too just working with you and and already knowing like your story and and what it is that you do i i know that that is that's the truth and that's what you really strive for so we are lucky to have you here thank you at the call yeah thank you yeah, Sierra, can you maybe share a little bit about maybe your heart behind um, Taylor saying, you know, we're equipping the next generation. Um, yes, it's with the kids and, again, such a freshness to see their their honest faith, like you're saying. But how do you do that, you know, with the parents? Because uh, I get your parent cues. So I wanted you to kind of highlight that a little bit because it's definitely um, a help to me and uh, my wife with our kids. So. Also, yeah. feel free to plug that real quick if you want to. To plug that. You yeah. see how I got that in there? <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, my heart has always been um, towards kids, and God made that really known to me really young. And um, I think becoming a parent myself, that kind of had shifted. Not so much shifted, but just kind of moved that more towards um 
parents too. Like it's not just a children's ministry for me, but mm-hmm. equipping these parents and because parenting is tough. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard. What? And I know. <laughs> um, and well, and then you think you have it down with one of them, right? And then the second comes and it's all over, you know, all over again. But um, yeah, our, our curriculum that we have um, is an absolute wonderful um, resource and they have so many uh, tips and resources for our parents that um, I try to share because, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm in that boat of, you know, like we were talking about with the schools and living mm-hmm. here in California and raising kids and um, wanting to be biblically correct and things, you know, so you have parenting and then you have like spiritually parenting, right? Like right. trying to equip these kids to mm-hmm. be um, not just adults, but men and women of faith mm-hmm. and who love Jesus. And, um, you know, I've come to realize that our job here as the church, you know, we only have them here for, for one day a week, one hour a week. And the parents really, um, the rest of it is the parents. And I think Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that the impact of that, I guess, until becoming a parent myself. And, Mm. um, yeah, just realizing that as a mom, um, I want to help my kids to ensure that they will love Jesus for, Mm -hmm all of their life you know yeah so what i'm hearing is it's not just the sunday children's ministry that's responsible for their kids faith no but it's beyond that it is yes i know wow it's crazy right um (laughs) yeah i think as parents um we have just this huge i guess impact i could use if i use that word again just this impact that we have on our kids to not only teach them, but I think really lead by example. Mm -hmm. And, um, a lot of our, our parent cues and things like that are, um, conversations to have conversation starters with our kids, things to do with them, um, ways to encourage them. And, um, also there's resources in there that are articles you can read parents going through things that you're going through, having to deal with tough conversations with your kids and um, yeah, there's a lot of that in there. So, yeah. Well, I, I appreciate those uh, parent cues. Um, and to be honest, sometimes I pass them up on my emails, but when I take it, it's, it's a moment to read. It's not that long, but I think what it challenges me is to engage with my kids. Uh, I only have, you know, six year old, four year old and the third one on the way. But um, I think that's the challenge as parents is so easy to disengage because of all the other stuff going on in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes the chore it feels just to get the kids out the door and then what energy do we have left? Right. Um, but I, I love that, that, uh, your heart and again, the curriculum that you use actually challenges us as parents to actually engage our kids. And I think that's, that's invaluable, you know, this yeah. priceless. Right. I think the other cool thing about that is I'm hearing you guys talk about this and especially your heart behind it Sierra is it's really another form of yes like you said Ed it's very challenging in a good way in a healthy way but it's also encouraging Mm -hmm. it's it's encouraging the parents to do something and it's also like the literature that's in there is encouraging as well yeah so it's kind of fun to you know hear that and then hear how 
obviously part of the heart here at the Call Connect podcast is to encourage others, and that's mm-hmm. just it's not just in the podcast that this is happening. It's it's throughout each ministry in our church as well. Right. So I think that's awesome. Yeah, right. that is awesome. What kind of feedback have you gotten from those emails? Um, well, like Ed was saying, I mean, I've heard great things. Um, just the practicality of them and um, just the reminder, I think, too. I think parents appreciate um, knowing what their kids are learning, knowing that their kids are learning things. Um, and, th- and just to kind of be alongside of them, I guess, learning yeah. alongside of them, I guess you could say. Um, parents have really appreciated that. So. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. What uh, What are some ways that, so if, if a parent is hearing this right now and saying, oh, I don't get those emails, how do they do that? Uh, well, they can check in with me, but as long as the church has their um, email address, you know, in our, in our database, mm-hmm. that um, it should be going to them as long as they have checked a child in in the last, I think, like six months. So okay. awesome. um, if they're not getting them, that's probably because they haven't been to church in a while. So. <gasps> oh, man, there it is. Uh-oh. The bomb has been dropped. <laughs> and just come kidding. to church, people. <laughs> just kidding. But seriously, come yeah. to church. So, okay, awesome. So they can just, so if they're in the database already. Correct. And if... Th- <laughs> Let's just be honest, you know, if they're not getting them and they are in the database, that means they unsubscribed. True. But I do get notifications. Oh, you hear that, people? <laughs> <laughs> we know when you unsubscribe. Um, all joking aside, that's awesome. It's I love that you're just you're doing everything that you know how to do and that you can do to like exactly what you just said, to equip our kids, to teach them what it means to love Jesus and to follow Jesus mm-hmm. and also on the parent side as well to do the same thing and, and not to teach them how to love Jesus because that's, I guess that's maybe more of like a, I'll call it a main service thing, (laughs) but you're teaching the parents how to teach their kids as well. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Throughout throughout the week. Yeah. That's that's Church is more than Sunday people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Especially parenting, right? Yes. There you go. Well, and just really fast too. Um, I know some people, are like, I don't ever check my emails. I've got like 40,000 emails unread or whatever. There is an <coughs> app as well. Rachel Lopez. <laughs> She'll appreciate that. That's who I was thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, Rachel. <laughs> we do. Um, but anyways, there is an app that makes it a little bit easier. You know, I mean, who doesn't love apps? So, And mm. it's all right there. Cool. They even have videos for the lessons that they've learned, they watched or learned or whatever. So, And so that... I guess that correlates what weekly with what you're teaching them on Sundays Correct. as well. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, guys. Well, again, we're so glad to have Sierra here. And Sierra, honestly, um, that's something I do love about you is just not only your heart for kids, but for parents. I mean, I tell you, um, walking around on a Sunday, I, I kid you not, I'm pretty sure I see her interacting with parents just as much as kids. And it just oh, shows yeah, her sure. heart. Really, it does. Like I look down the hallway and she's like talking to a parent and, you know, just engaging them. And I think that is absolutely awesome, you know, and and I'm glad to have my kids, you know, being, Mm -hmm. you know, raised with with that type of, you know, uh, leadership and and teaching. So, yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, thank you, guys. Yeah, of course. So, Sierra, fill us in a little bit on your personal life what's going on in your life right now what's um what's exciting for you what's going on with your family there's a reason i'm probing yes 
Well, um, we've got exciting stuff going on at our at our house. Literally, a new house. Um, we've awesome. just purchased a new home and moved up closer to the church, which is really fun for me. Um, and we are also on the expecting train. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> we are expecting our third baby as well in April. So, and I am feeling all the feels that come along with that. So, mm. yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Again, congratulations. We've said it a bunch, but that is so exciting. Thank you. Thank it's, you. It's a really interesting season for the staff here at the Call Church. <laughs> it is. Sierra's pregnant. My wife is pregnant. And you're about to say Ed's pregnant, and but I'm not pregnant. <laughs> Ned's wife is pregnant <laughs> as My well. wife's pregnant. <laughs> oh, boy. Poor Brian and Joyce. They're going to have to deal with all of our... We're going to come in... Once our babies are all born, we're gonna just going to come into staff meetings exhausted. Yeah. So mm. people come to church, but don't drink the water. Yeah, there's there must be something in it. Right. Right. Literally today Literally, don't yeah. drink the water. There's something in the water. <laughs> yeah, Isn't that Carrie Underwood? That is, that is. But really don't drink the water today if you come to the church. Oh yeah, because we had construction blew up. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. Oops. So Sierra, we're kind of going back and forth, I guess, a little bit. We just talked about your ministry and then a little bit about your personal life. I want to go back to your ministry again. Okay. And I want to I want to ask you the question of where are you at with volunteers? Because I know we announced that a few, I guess that was a few months ago now, right? Right, yeah. How has that been for you with volunteers? Has Um, it been encouraging? It has been (laughs) encouraging. Um, We have moments. I mean, if I'm super honest, we always need help. I mean, it's a never ending and it's exciting. The church is growing. We're getting a a, you know, a lot of new families, which is so exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're always um, in a need. There's needs everywhere. I think a lot of people get intimidated by the fact that they think they have to know the Bible or um, they have to teach kids. And that's not it. We have a lot of like behind the scenes things. We have a lot of um, just greeting people. Um, there's all sorts of avenues to get plugged in. So Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, yeah. um, yeah, we always need, always need some more volunteers. So, so, are you in a season right now where maybe that's a little bit more prevalent, or are you guys kind of maintaining? I feel like we're maintaining. Um, yeah, I mean, we're definitely in a in a good spot. Um, we have a lot of faithful, faithful volunteers. Um, that I am so thankful for. But, um, like I I mentioned before, we're growing. So. Yeah. Um, Big time. Yeah, and it's exciting, but mm-hmm. a little nerve-wracking because, I mean, I think of, like, numbers. You know, like I mentioned before, we have that database and <laughs> looking at the numbers that we have and um, just thinking, oh, my goodness, if they all were here on one week, how exciting, but are we ready, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Good problem. People to- <laughs> Super <Yeah>. good problem. <laughs> I mean, I'm not complaining at all. But a yeah. problem is a problem. Correct. Nonetheless. Um, what if somebody wants to get involved in children's ministry and kids call, what yes. do they do? Do they just, I mean, I know that there's the connection card on Sunday mornings, right? Right. They could fill that out and say, Hey, I want to get involved in that area. But, um, maybe if for some reason they miss that, what, what's an avenue that they can do to get connected in there? Um, well, my email and phone number are both on the back of the bulletin. So, um, if for whatever reason the connection card did not work 
um, I would encourage them to either text me or call me or email me. Um, and I would love to connect with them and get them plugged in wherever they awesome. want to be. So talk to you. Yeah. Cool. Well, what I if you're not around? Well, I will say, <laughs> I know Sunday morning sometimes I am a bit crazy, um, in a good way, um, you know, or having conversations with others and things like that. Right. Um, but yeah, texting, calling, or emailing is always a good route. Is there like a, is there a second in command that they can talk to if, if you're just nowhere to be found? Because um, there's a lot of stuff that you do apart from just children's ministry. Correct. So. Yeah. So we generally always have someone um, at the check-in table, the children's check-in table. And um, if you were to pop out and I'm not here, you're more than welcome to kind of connect with them, leave them a little note with your name and number or whatever, and then I can get a hold of you after that. So Awesome. Yeah. Great. And just to be overly redundant here, what are the... What are, I mean, I guess I'm asking for you to give me just a little bit of a list as far as the areas to to volunteer in kids ministry. Because you, you mentioned it already, like not everybody wants to teach students, right. teach kids. Right. Um, and also maybe not, maybe it's just not even a want. Maybe it's like, hey, I don't feel like I'm equipped for that. Right. So give me a little bit of list just for those who are listening right now. If they're already thinking about volunteering in that area, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So um, we obviously have the, in the classroom, um, you have like a main teacher and we call them small group leaders because that's kind of really what we're, we're big on is being small groups, you know, with Mm -hmm. the kids. And so obviously being a small group leader with any of the ages from nursery through fifth grade. um, And then, you know, we have our um, welcome team, I guess you could say, that is our check-in, our greeters, our um, kind of our guest services is what we call it, those for new families, mm-hmm. just kind of taking them and escorting them wherever they need to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also have what we like to call the ghost team, just because it brings a little attention to it, but it is the behind-the-scenes stuff. It's the, if you've ever peeked into... Um, a children's classroom, you'll see that there are decorations and um, themes for the month that change each month. So um, there's a team that that does that. um, And then we also have the stage up in the chapel that changes monthly. So um, if you are a creative person or you just like to redecorate, I guess, that's a great avenue. Um, And then there's also the um, curriculum prep, which is huge. People Mm -hmm. think, you know, I just got to cut some things out and grab some stuff, but it's huge because that's what equips our teachers for Sunday morning. So Mm -hmm. I want to be a ghost. (laughs) I am a ghost. See, it brought interest. (laughs) Awesome. Great. That's a lot of, that's a lot of areas to get involved. There is, yeah. So there's plenty of room for more people. So you weren't kidding when you said there's always a need for people. Yes. Because there's a lot to do. It's a very large, it's a large ministry. It's it's a hefty job, and we need a lot of people to help complete it. So awesome. Yes. Um, so that's your ministry. Yes. That's your heart behind your ministry. We talked real shortly about a little bit of like your personal life and what's going on there, but um, I want people to be able to get to know you a little bit more on a personal level, aside from the kids ministry director, children's ministry director, and so I want to give you the chance to just share us, share with us your story. 
How, how did you become a Christian? Um, where did you do that? What brought you to that decision? So on. Okay. Well, um, it's a fun story as I think everybody says, but I, um, did not grow up in church. I have lived in Amador County my whole life. Um, and I actually had gotten involved, um, with cheering in high school and I had a friend, a good friend who taught here on Sunday mornings as a Sunday school teacher. And one day after practice, she was, we had to stop by here. She was prepping for her lesson or whatever. So we stopped by and just looking at the classroom, I was like, wow, this looks really fun. I think my, my siblings would love this. And can I come? And she's like, well, of course. (laughs) So that next Sunday I went, I had come with her and I brought my younger brother and sister and they had a blast. I had a blast. So we went home, told my parents and my parents came the next Sunday and then we've been here ever since. And, um, it's actually kind of funny because I started teaching in the room and I, I mean, I don't encourage this now, but <laughs> I was, I was not saved yet. I, I was still questioning so much and learning so much along with the kids and, um, yeah, I think God just kind of was building that, you know, foundation. And then it wasn't until there was a youth. So the youth used to meet here on Sunday nights and I was babysitting for, I think a a Bible study or something. And I had gotten done early. And so, um, the youth group was still beating and Charlton was a youth pastor at the time. He had called, Hey, Sierra, come over, come finish hanging out with us or whatever. So I jumped in there and, it wasn't until I sat through that that re- that I realized like what the relationship meant. So here I was learning all this knowledge of, which I think is important to learn, you know, sure. biblical stories and things like that. But um, just realizing what the relationship was, and um, yeah. So then I I you know asked Jesus into my heart, and um, it's kind of been a crazy fun roller coaster since then. <laughs> so awesome yeah um so anyways so I you know continued youth group here and um you know still living here and then I met my now husband um and after we got married he actually went to Korea for a year so um I stayed here for one more year and then we moved and then um we spent about two years in New York and then came back and then we've been here since Again, so <laughs> we love it here. I should say I love it here. I don't know how much he loves it here. I hope it's, he does. It's growing <laughs> on him, that's for sure. But I like him. He's a good guy. He is a good guy. He's <laughs> a sweet guy. Um, but yeah, so I don't know if I rabbit trailed. No, you're good. Okay. Um, but anyway, so the children's ministry has been huge for my life because that's really what saved me. That's what saved my siblings. That's what saved my parents, like it brought all of us into a relationship and then ultimately saved my husband as well. You know, that's what kind of pushed him into, and I don't want to say pushed cause that's not, that's not how God works, but, um, drew him, I guess, right. mm-hmm. pulled him into a relationship with him. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, this church is really important to us because I mean, it, it's been such a, um, I guess an instrument kind of in, in all of our relationship with Jesus. Sounds like quite the journey. Yeah, it has mm-hmm. been. Um, 
Yeah, we're excited. And then we're excited to be raising our kids here. And, you know, Ed, like you kind of shared, um, it's not just me that does the ministry here. I think that, that God's totally here. And um, it's just a nice church family here. And mm-hmm. I, I'm thankful for being able to raise my kids in such a great church. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. I have a couple questions for you. Okay. Is that okay? Sure. All right. I've nervous. got 10 more after him. Yeah, he does. We plan this. Mm-hmm. What is, and again, this is just so our listeners can get to know you a little bit more. Okay. What For is your favorite food to watch somebody else eat? Oh. Um, <laughs> I guess it would be like fish or sushi because then I wouldn't want to eat that. So, Right? <laughs> so you want to watch somebody else eat something that you don't want to eat. Right. Because if they're, especially right now, if they're eating something I want. But that's your favorite food to watch somebody else eat? It's yeah. okay if the answer is uh, yes. I don't know. Yeah. Guess. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. What is your favorite color and why? Pink for sure. And I don't know. I just love it. Yeah. All right. And I have one more. Okay. Do you speak Spanish? Uh. <laughs> Paquito? <laughs> nice. Is that small, right? Yeah. Okay. You betcha. <laughs> All right, I got a question. Okay. <clears throat> it's not just for uh, you, Sierra, but we want you to start off because you're our guest. But what, speaking about childlike faith, being encouraged by the hey, children's easy, ministry. Easy, What? I saw you look at me when you said childlike. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming around, buddy. It's good. So here's here's the question for all of us. Let me go around. Let Sierra start here. What's your favorite childhood memory? Let's get to know Sierra's Ooh, childhood here. That's a good here. question, Ed. Oh, that is a good one. Um. I have a lot, actually, Um, but I would say probably my favorite childhood memory was um, just all our family trips that we did. Um, My my dad, honestly, my dad did not like flying, so we had to drive everywhere. So we drove everywhere as one happy little family in the car (laughs) um, to all sorts of places. But I think that that are a lot of that's where a lot of my kind of favorite childhood memories come from is that sweet the road trips huh the road trips all Did over. you guys have like a song that you sing you the know i don't remember the song that never ends probably it's the song that never ends oh don't start it man don't start i just it. remember <laughs> my parents they had gotten this super cool i don't even remember what it's called like a converter or something and we could like plug in our playstation a walkman. Ooh. And we could play our little like frogger oh. and right the wa- playstation sweet super fun crash bandicoot oh yes mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man <laughs> favorite childhood memory tell you want to take it away on that one for me oh man I have memories, that's for sure. I think maybe I'll choose my most amusing. Most amusing. Is that fine? Let's roll with it. That works. I was, okay, so I had developed this habit of going to sleep with gum in my mouth. And my mom hated it. She was so afraid that I was going to choke. And she was probably right, which is probably why she had me spit it out every night. I don't even know how this started, but I just, I chewed gum and then I would go to sleep with it. And my mom would always wake me up. She would get so mad at me. And so one night, I was just beyond tired. It was a long day of, you know, being a kid. And 
I went to sleep with gum in my mouth. She woke me up, and it was one of those times where I was totally still asleep, but also kind of functioning. Mm-hmm. She's like, wake up and go spit your gum out in the trash can. And I remember we had some friends over at the time, too, and they were all playing some card game or something in the guest room or in the dining room, and and our kitchen was connected to our dining room, and so I went over to our trash can. We had one of those, like, step on the, you step on the little, uh, what's that called? Pedals? The little tab, yeah, the, the pedal, tab, yeah. and then the lid would open up. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and I did that, and I, I don't know if I just, again, I wasn't fully awake, so I don't know if just the action of the lid oh, coming no. up like reminded me of a toilet, <laughs> but... <laughs> I peed in the trash can. Oh, wow. And I didn't spit my gum out, and I went back to bed with the gum in my mouth. Oh, man. <laughs> so I'll never forget that story, and yeah. my parents won't either. So you know how to use a toilet? Uh, or trash cans. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my memory. Ed, what about for you? Um, for me, the one that's coming to my mind, guys, um, I like road trips, Sarah, but the one that's coming to my mind is uh, there's this game called Lawn Darts. Oh, lawn darts. Sounds dangerous. Now, back in the day, it was like these metal, like hard lawn darts. And I was actually only four years old. And so maybe I remember the story because my siblings told me about it, but my older sister was playing it. And somehow I just decided to get right in the middle of the game and they're telling me to move and I would not move. And my older sister being who she was and saying, hey, you got to move and I'm going to show you how to do this through the lawn dart. And it hit me right in my head. Oh. And I have a scar on my head to prove it. Where is it? It's like right over here. I don't see it. Right up there. I have to cut my hair back a little bit more. But hit me in the head. And this is, I don't know why it's my favorite childhood memory. Maybe because of what I got at the end. But basically, (laughs) I am bleeding all over the place. And my dad, um, he's a Marine. And he comes and rescues me, picks me up. And we get in his friend's car, which at four years old, I really like cars because I noticed the car. It was like a Corvette or something. It looked really wow. cool. We got to the hospital really quickly, stitched me up. I did not cry. Man. And then after what that, a man. I got ice cream. What Ooh. child would never like something like that if you get ice cream at the end? You're right. Oh, right? Totally worth it. Yeah. Right? If it so. were me, I would have done it again just for ice cream. Right. Just stand in front, get hit by a lawn dart. Yep. Yeah. Come here. Hit me with that. <laughs> I get ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. That makes me think of actually another childhood memory. Of, yeah. Um, we went sledding. Actually, we used to always go sledding up the hill. And um, I think I was, I had to have been like four or five as well. And so maybe I just, no, I remember this. I remember this happening. <laughs> she got hit really good. <laughs> I actually did not get hit, but I ran into, my Ooh. sister was on the back of the sled. And so there was like, trees you know there's trees up here everywhere so there was two kind of routes to take and if you went to the left you wanted to like roll off of your um sled because Mm -hmm. you're gonna run into trees you had to go to the right for it to be open and of course our sled starts going to the left and Mm. so my whole family is yelling at me roll off roll off roll off but i was so terrified that it was gonna hurt to (laughs) roll off that i stayed on the sled and ended up running smack into one of those little barbecue stand things oh (laughs) the solid steel ones those solid steel ones yes i think my whole side of my face was bruised for oh my gosh quite a while question is did you get ice cream I don't remember. Did you get anything? <laughs> oh, I think I was like knocked unconscious for a while. <laughs> oh, I got a gosh. concussion. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. 
The only other question I wanted to ask was uh, flipping it. We said our childhood memories, but we all obviously all have kids right now. Mm-hmm. I was just curious because Sierra's got some of the most adorable kids. I would love to hear maybe one of your favorite memories of your children. I'm sure they haven't crashed it's, into anything yet. <laughs> well, Asher, on the other hand, he's, um, it's hard to pick a favorite. <laughs> More Gosh. like Crasher. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. The crazy curly hair comes with the personality. Um, man, it's hard to pick a favorite. Um, I, I guess this is kind of an umbrella kind of thing of the fact like my favorite moments are um when they get like super excited like when they've done really well mm-hmm. and they turn and look at me and they have like just this huge <laughs> smile on their like face like the it's so fluffy look yes yes that <laughs> it's so fluffy look and just like <laughs> did you see that or like are you so excited my son Azariah will ask are you so proud of me or oh my gosh. it's Man. so cute I just love in any moment whether they're playing soccer or reading or um whatever they're doing they just get so excited and then it's like oh my goodness mm-hmm. yeah that's cute it's my favorite what about for you ed yeah i think for me is is uh right now again i got young ones six and four years old but well my daughter and son and i'm looking forward to my third third baby on the way doing this is just when i pick them up either from school or, you know, just after I've, I've been home from work and they just come running to me and uh, giving me a big hug, just getting loud and crazy, which I know my wife has, <laughs> doesn't like so much. But to me, that's just some of my favorite memories I think I'm going to have. Mm. Yeah, those are some of the ones that you'll never forget either, mm-hmm. you know. And what about you, Taylor? Uh, For me, I think I have two of them. One is like an actual memory, so something that already happened. And the second one is something similar to yours, Ed, like something that is just like a, I don't know if it's not a habit, that's the wrong word, but like a a thing, we can call it a thing, that a, a thing that Shiloh does mm-hmm. that just gets me every time. So um, th- the memory is, so when, when our daughter was born, it was an emergency C-section and she was breached. So we, it was kind of a long story, but we thought that she had flipped in the womb and she wasn't she was actually breached so um that was just a hectic moment and turns out because of that she didn't flip so her hips didn't get to fully develop all the way so she was born with hip dysplasia and ended up having to be in a full body harness a fixed harness for three straight months Mm. seven days a week 24 hours a day it was so brutal it was the worst thing that i've ever had to endure and I hope that I know that there's actually a lot of people out there who had experienced that with their kids, but I hope that I would never wish it on anybody. I mean, mm-hmm. it is it's awful. And it just happened to be in the time where she had, was starting to like really kick her legs and roll over and stuff like that. So all of that had to stop. I mean, mm-hmm. it w- it was pretty brutal. So anyway, the good side of this, the reason it's one of my favorite memories is because the day, I'll never forget the day that we were able to take off her harness. Mm. Just the look on her face. She she was at the age where she didn't really know how to smile yet, <laughs> but she found it. 
she found that joy and she smiled and just kicked her feet for like 10 minutes straight was wiggling around she rolled over and it was just i remember this feeling of like ah finally she's able to be a baby and so that was just an amazing moment Mm -hmm. and if my wife uh is listening right now i guarantee you she's crying (laughs) because it's a it's a pretty it's a touchy subject just because of the pain that we had to go through watching it but again the most amazing outcome watching her just kick her legs so it's oh, beautiful man that's the that's my most favorite memory of her and the the thing that she currently does that just melts my stinking heart every time is so i'll be reading her like if it's a book for bedtime or just if she just wants me to read her a book it doesn't matter when she'll sit on my lap and i kind of have like a little bit of scruff on my cheeks just enough to feel it and she she just loves that she loves it when it's short because it, it almost like hurts a little bit, <laughs> but she plays with it. She'll, she'll like take her cheek up against mine and just, you know, kind of rub it, rub her cheek on mine and then mm. let out this cute little giggle. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's just the cutest thing in the world. So anyway, that's mine. And that was, that was awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, children, they bring a lot of joy and they do. I think it's encouraging to hear these stories. It kind of reminds us. You know, kind of that's where it all starts, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, Scripture tells us that children are literally gifts from the Lord. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they really are. And I know sometimes it's it's really hard to see that, especially when you have older kids. Maybe they're in high school or even college or I mean, it doesn't really matter what age. There's always hard times with with our children. And Mm -hmm. it's I think it's really easy, unfortunately, to forget that they are gifts to us. You know, they are literally gifts from God. Right. Like we yeah. don't we do not deserve them. Similarly mm. to how God sent his son for us to pay for our sins. You know, we talked about that last week. Mm-hmm. We want to share the gospel. Maybe this is a window for me to do that right now, but God sent his son Jesus to die for our sins, not because we did anything to earn it or mm. to deserve it, but because he knew w- that we needed it mm-hmm. and he offered that to us as a gift and now out of out of that, what do we have? We have an eternal relationship with him mm. if we choose to accept the grace that he's giving. So um, in the same way, God says, no, nah, you know what? You don't deserve this kid, but because I love you and care for you, I'm going to gift them to you. Mm. So I think that's just something that we need to remember as parents, mm-hmm. you know, especially when stuff gets tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just going to say, I think it's been a gift to us today again to have you here Sierra yep, just absolutely literally um just who you are we love who you are as a person uh what you do in the children's ministry I mean I we see it in how you treat your children and how you treat your husband and then just how that just you know transpires to the kids and even all the leaders that you're talking about that help out so um mm-hmm. so glad that we were able to hear from you the gift that you give as far as you know, being the children's director here. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate being here. For sure. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening in today to our second episode. We're getting up there. Oh, super exciting. Number two. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Thank you again, Sierra, for being here. I really appreciate having you. Um, If you guys haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts and download and follow us on Spotify so you don't miss an episode. Again, we post weekly here. Um, And we are already looking forward to next week where we will share with you our third and final goal, third and final piece of our heart behind this entire podcast. So stay tuned for that. Um, And another avenue, obviously, these are going to be posted on 
like I said, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, but you can go straight to our website, www.thecallchurch.com, and click the podcast tab, and then all the info there is uh, the same thing that you're hearing here. So thanks for being here. Ciao. Bye-bye.